Welcome to Down to Herf, the podcast for cigar smokers, whiskey drinkers, and for the people just looking to kick back, light up, and have a good time. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Gio and Caleb. But what this weather did not provide is a shadow or reason to hide. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on the way. Bars. Glad tidings to all you herfers out there. Uh, thanks for coming and joining us for episode 103. It's Groundhog's Day. Uh, what better uh, What better clip to play? Punk's Gatani Phil uh, with his pretty much perfect track record. He's always right. Uh, yeah. It's Groundhog's Day, man. Pennsylvanian, little groundhog. We, we, we know the drill. We know the drill. Caleb, what's up? Gotta love those Pennsylvania Dutch and their funny ways of talking. That guy could be a modern-day Dr. Seuss. But I'll tell you what, he's no Staten Island uh, Chuck. You know, big big rivalry in the Groundhog's Day game. So, yeah, I didn't really know that much about Groundhog's Day until we uh, we did a little research on it. Well, Caleb did the research. I'm just kind of uh, piggybacking off what mm-hmm. I know uh, just based on Punks with Tiny Phil. Gio, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I do find the irony that we're talking about Groundhog's Day, and for the first time ever, you didn't start an episode with fellas, fellas, fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, you changed it up for the one day. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to do it, and and because you were expecting Groundhog's Day esque moment, I changed it up. So it didn't feel like Groundhog's Day. Plot twist. Plot twist. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I feel like I'm missing fellas, fellas, fellas. I feel like something's not on. Oh. But I feel like we're missing something right now. Are we actually recording right now? That's a big thing. We are recording, dude. We are definitely recording. Uh, Mm. But like I said, good tidings to all, or glad tidings to all. Um, Caleb, listen, man. We got a little history about Groundhog's Day. This is not by any means going to be a Groundhog's Day episode. We have a lot of shit to cover. But uh, do you think we should introduce what we're smoking first and then maybe what we're drinking and then maybe talk a little about Groundhog's Day and then kind of do whatever the fuck we normally do? Yeah, then we'll get to our main meat. And uh, a lot of meat will be talked about today. All right, perfect. Uh, Gio, without further ado, my friend, what are we smoking? Well, this is a fun release from a brand Gio is- says that every episode this is a f- another fun one from a brand that has become a very frequent on the show lately viaje the zombie antidote uh they do an annual zombie series they do a green or red and a black uh the zombie antidote has been released sporadically Typically, it's been like four years. The last time one came out was back in 2017. And so it comes in this fancy pretzel jar that they slapped the <laughs> sticker on. <laughs> That's what I said. When I first got it in the mail, I'm like, Andrew Farkas has to be fucking kidding me right now. Are you fucking kidding me? I get what he was trying to go for, but this is definitely like. A miniature version of the Big Snyder's pretzel thing that we do a, have. Do a comparison real quick, Gio. <laughs> do a comparison. This is like if you didn't go to BJ's and you got the pretzels. Yeah, Jerry got the, like the extra, extra large size. Yeah, yeah. So like the that's one. the yeah that's that's what you get when you go to BJ's or Sam's Club or whatever club you go to. And then this one, that one's if you go to Andrew Farkas and 
by the the antidote. If you if just so you know, if you got infected by a zombie in the last seven years, there was no antidote for you. But yeah. now there is. But now there is. Now Thank there God. is, and you. So can this smoke box it. will actually be for the special, you know, Gordo edition of the zombie antidote. Yeah, the A. Yeah. The what's the what's the. Uh, is it Asylum that makes that giant... Like, the Lunatic? Yeah. Yeah, 9 by 90 I Just think the, there's like a 10 by 100 now, dude. It's, it's and uh, What'd you say? You said Agonorsa, right? It was either Agonorsa or like Asylum. Yeah, I think they both make one. There's like a 9 by 90 by Asylum, and yeah, I think the Lunatic... Looks like you're smoking a fucking unsliced sausage or salami. Yeah. Yeah. You could have went somewhere... The Gabagool. You, you could have went somewhere dark with that one, but I'm just glad we kept it PG. <laughs> But so these actually just released uh, pretty recently. I think, uh, Jerry, you picked these up for us, what, like a week, maybe a week and a half ago? I saw that these dropped and I made sure I grabbed a, a, a box. I don't know. It just seemed like for what they wanted for a five pack, I just feel like it was it was like smarter. And as a consumer, we well, we covered it on our news segment like a week or two ago or an episode two weeks two ago. ago. Yeah, two That's weeks what ago, I said. I mean, so. fuck it. They're out. Let's fucking get them. And we were gonna we we're gonna hold on this for like October for like a Halloween episode, but you know, I didn't know when these were coming out. And I literally yeah. said I was like, ah, maybe we'll do them for Halloween. I didn't realize how soon they'd be here. Yeah, they were like, oh yeah, now shipping to stores. I'm like, okay, just instead of shipping it to the store, ship it to my door, bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, not for nothing. Like, yeah, it's gay. it's cool when it's an October release, but uh, like for all you listeners, pre PCA, it's a little tough to find new releases. I think I touched on this, man. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Dude, pre-PCA, obviously TPE just released a shit ton of stuff. Uh, currently, as of this moment, I think TPE just started. Yeah, something like that. Or, or maybe it's... Or, no, it just ended? Maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Yeah, one or the other. But by the time you listen to this on Wednesday, uh, TPE is over. But they did release some cool stuff. Um, Yeah. Now, uh, so... Viaje, the last edition of this, was uh, part of their collector's edition series. Is So it's definitely something, you know, you guys want to be on the lookout for. As we know, Viaje makes these annual releases that are all, you know, special in that here. I'm going to get into the nuts and bolts in the cigar in a minute, but I just want to make sure we're thanking the sponsor of our show, Crowned Heads. As always, John Huber, you know, Jake Sanders, Miguel, those guys are always taking care of us. Be on the lookout for that Mildias Maduro. We smoked it a couple episodes back, and they're going to be hitting stores very, very soon. Probably by the time this episode drops, I'm imagining they'll be on, you know, your favorite retailer shelf. I saw that John actually did a video today saying that, uh, I think he made a comment like, yeah, by the time you see this video, they might already be at your retailer. So be on the look on that. Uh, They just released it this week at TPE officially. Uh, Like Gio said, it'll be hitting your retail shelves. And, dude, I'm telling you, uh, we scored this 90 across the board. This thing is a fantastic cigar, Mm -hmm. and I think you guys are going to love it. As far as new releases go, it's very uh, uncommon that we get, like, one that's not an LE. Like, so that's going to be ready available, guys, to you for most of the year make sure you guys are checking that out now back to the viaje so as far as what we got here this is a perfecto six and a quarter by 44 ring gauge wrapper is going to be nicaraguan criollo and the binder filler are also nicaraguan uh 
Andre Farkas is the blender. I did like uh, on the actual box here, you know, prescribed by Dr. Andre Farkas or <laughs> A. Farkas. MD, you know. My dick. <laughs> Anti-zombie antidote. Inject one syringe as needed. 24 single use. I was already waiting for somebody to make some kind of joke here. I kind of left that teed up, but... I was just going to say, hey, uh, it's been four months now. Cale, uh, did did uh, Andrew Farkas ever open your, your message? Um, I, I believe it's red, but not responded to. <laughs> I might have to stop smoking some. Yeah, but you know what? I couldn't resist doing this one. I, I love zombies, and uh, you know we'll, we'll get to that a little later on. Were there any other notes, Gio? I, I know you talked about Dr. Farkas. Um, so, I mean, while we did make fun of the packaging, I think that, like... Okay, first of all... Listen, this is nothing. This is no takeaway from the cigar. Like this is obviously like a quick. This is like a quick little thing. Uh, they threw a fucking Bavada pack in there at least, bare minimum. I don't want to make fun of the packaging. I think the idea is good. It's a big vial full of what should be zombie antidote syringes. So, being a fan of zombies, I I like the idea of the packaging. It's just you can't do a, a vial like because everyone's used to like the little steroid vials, especially Geo. We so. get. <laughs> <laughs> there it is we get 52 cigar reviews that we get to do with an audience like obviously that you guys get to listen yeah. um we're not gonna make like we're not making fun yeah, of it obviously we, we've dedicated we're dedicating an hour and a half to back. this product by vi so don't don't think we're yeah. sitting here busting the chops but i feel like listen, the pretzel jug is kind of funny listen you got to make remarks for what it is if we will talk about you know when we reviewed the Frenchie, we got to talk about the pretzel jar. <laughs> we, I mean, we we do a lot of Roma. We know the Roma guys. Yeah. Like, and I still, you, dude, if the packaging's wrong, you got to make a comment, man. I'm yeah. not, I'm not holding back on it. Yeah. And what I don't what think I lo- this is wrong. I just think that this is very funny. It's funny. Cartoonish, would you? Car- know? Cartoonish. Cartoonish. I get Maybe, the theme. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying this is like shitty packaging. And no, should, I yeah. just. Okay, how about this? Corny? Well, on the zombie green and the zombie red, isn't it more like black Those are actual boxes, yeah. boxes, and they look really cool. Uh, yeah, I saw the... They I, look I, really I was gonna cool. I say, I could have swore I saw the pictures of that, and they looked really dope, too. It, this, to me, seemed like... I, I don't know. I haven't seen it in the past. When it came out in 2017, mm-hmm. was it also in one of these? Uh, I couldn't find a picture of the packaging from the older one. Okay. Um, I don't know. It just seemed quick. Yeah. Quick. I mean, again, that's how I would describe it. Yeah. Either way, I got what they were going for. I do like the band. Like it says like 0.5 milliliter single dose syringe. And, you know, it's just the little touch of detail. So it's like there's certain things that they went into a lot of detail with versus uh, I don't know if they could have found like a different way for that. I think if it would have came in like a glass, like maybe like a larger mason jar, I might have like felt like a little bit better than you wouldn't laugh at the pretzel jug cost. Yeah. I get it. Cost. Yeah. Glass is expensive, man. I get you. And then uh, also, so uh, the retail on a few of these sites that I've seen so far, I've been looking around because I know that uh, they seem to vary. The average is about $9 a stick. Yeah. I think these were like 10 Yeah. So we're like right in that range. Some of these companies will only sell them. They won't sell them at singles, though. They'll either sell them as five packs or doubles. I've seen them as five or the entire yeah box yeah it's a pretzel jug the jar the jar the plastic jar yeah 
At least throw some peanut butter like pretzel nuggets in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, now that we've covered what we're smoking, I'm actually looking forward to smoking it. Uh, I may or may not have had one with Gio the other day. We may or may not have enjoyed it. So, I'm actually looking forward to giving this being able to give this its full attention. Sure, we did actually discuss this after we were done smoking it. We were like, man, I really wish that like we could have just sat down and smoked it in a good environment, not in the freezing cold. Uh, in in between gr- calls. Yeah, and like, whatever, man. Putting it, it down. Yeah, it is what it, it is. Back up. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But, uh, Caleb, it's, a, it's your moment, bro. All right. Now, off to what we're drinking and pairing the cigar with. We have Jefferson's Aged in Humidity, or what you'd call as the Tropics. Finished in Singapore. Uh, as you'll notice on the back of this bottle is actually like a map drawing of the city of Singapore as well. So that's what's that's what's on the back if you were wondering. So uh, this little bottle made its journey through Singapore. As it says, we have a 104 proofer. This release date is September 2023. Um, it is sourced from undisclosed distilleries in Kentucky um, from the company Pernard Ric- Richard. Um Aged at least. Is it four- Ricard or Richard? R I C A R D, but it's French, so they say it weird. Oh, okay. So the age, it's not disclosed the age, but it's at least four years per regulations. The mash bill is also undisclosed on this. Uh, you got a nice, like, golden brown amber color. Uh, MSRP says around $100. Is that what you paid, Jer? Or? It was $99.99. All right, on the dot. With a credit card fee. <laughs> no fees, bro. <laughs> Negative five stars is not where I was, but uh, the pricing at this place on some of their shit, uh, obviously, I don't want to turn this into a, a hate fest, but $600 for EH Taylor Barrel Proof. I mean... I literally, I mean, when I saw this price, um, I was like, Okay, I, that's MSRP. I'm cool with that. There's one bottle of it. I I will buy that. That's fine. But like, I looked around at the other shit they had. It was fucking nuts. It was nuts, dude. Six hundred. Six hundred. Yeah. I saw. I asked him about a Jack Daniel's tenure that they had there, and he was like seventy five bucks. I said, "Wow, that's, that's a great price. that's a great price." Holy and then he scanned shit. it, and it was four hundred dollars. Oh yeah. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, sorry, bro. Uh, you said seventy five, yeah. so." Either honor that or no. No, no. It, there was no honor. No, no honor among thieves. <laughs> Not at all in that case. $600. Fucking kiss my ass. The highest I've ever seen it is $450 till today. The highest. And it moves at $450, which is fucked. But, dude, obviously, this is not a hate fest. So we have two stores around the area that are negative five stars. Stop gouging people, you pieces of shit. Seriously, man. It's a down economy, bro. Bionomics says that that bottle should be like $200. Come on, man. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. All right. So um, about 250 bottles per barrel were produced of this, which uh, made the yield on this approximately 180,000 bottles for all the barrels that they did on here. So approximately, give or take. um, That's a lot. So no wonder it was retail. It's really not that rare. <laughs> um, you know what? So the uniqueness of this comes from the journey that it took. Um, it went from America and it went through the Panama Canal. And we rode through Singapore 18 months from its release. Uh, traveled about 85 miles uh, into the tropics. 
And you got that's why it's got the humidity because the humidity change went from sixty to one hundred percent based on the time and season that it was uh, around Singapore. So a lot that's where you get maybe we'll get some spiciness to this, a little bit of flavoring, some pepperish from this from the barrels as well. So it is a little rum esque, like similar like to me i get rum taste from it so you guys touched on the like so initial taste on this uh both of you guys said uh very i would say it's very specific you guys use the term zest like orange zest mm-hmm. like like almost like you're drinking an orange which when you said that i was like that's exactly what it is like okay. i could taste that on the back citrus yeah it's, it's a- citrus mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's like lime or lemon Nothing that's overpowering, but it's like sweet and it tastes good. This is really good. Uh, I think this bottle, I can't wait to get a little deeper into it. You know what? As I'm reading this, I don't want to go over it now because we all touch on its unique tasting notes. There are a lot of unique tasting notes further in this review that I'm looking at, and I think we'll probably get to them. So it might make a nice pairing with a cigar. So just based on this review that I'm looking at, uh, I am getting a lot of that zest. It smells really good. First initial sip hit a little uh, hit a little hard for being 104 proof. So, you know, we'll see what we get. I into. said the same thing, but my pour came out of the neck. <laughs> yeah, you got so that. So, I, I was like, the... "Ooh, 104, man, this is hot." Which is kind of strange because literally, I had a pour of a uh, rare character that I was just drinking previous to setting up for the show, and that was 118. Didn't drink anywhere near that 104. So, I guess time will tell. We'll we'll let it mellow out a little bit. No ice here. Drinking it neat, but we'll see how it goes with the cigar. What the fuck? What? That was it. That's yeah, oh, oh, That's yeah, you just abruptly there. stopped. I thought you were going to continue, but no, you didn't. I had nothing else to say. That was uh, it. I'm not. Uh, what? <laughs> I had nothing Yo, else you, you just fucking Mitch McConnell. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, dude, you, you froze. Hey, hey, hey. Dude, stop being so political on the show. Hi, Dave. <laughs> Dave, we hope you're still here with us. That's all I'm going to say. That's all That's all the attention I'm giving that comment. But we still love you. You better still be subscribed. We'll make him an exclusive down-to-herf shirt. Hashtag unsubscribed. <laughs> <laughs> um, Caleb. We talked about uh, Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Did you want to kind of get back into that? You said there was a couple little notes you thought were kind of fun about it. There is a couple of funny little things about Groundhog's Day. So we'll just go to the initial history uh, where the tradition began. So it's in Young Township near Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. It's 65, 65 miles northeast of Pittsburgh. So it comes from a Pennsylvania Dutch tradition. So you had a lot of German immigrants from Germany coming here in the 1800s. So that's where this tradition began. Um, if they couldn't find groundhogs, they'd actually use badgers. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, it's obviously every February 2nd. Uh, it start, started in 1887, but the roots go back even further. So further back to Germany. So just basically when they started showing up in Pennsylvania was around 1887. Um, it's based on a lighthearted superstition of disbelief that uh, groundhogs predicted the weather since the 19th century. Um, the events are organized by a group called the Inner Circle, and they are recognized by wearing their top hats and tuxedos at the ceremonies in which they hold up the groundhog uh, for the, you know, to determine, you this know. This is like the poor people's Kentucky Derby. It could be. It's the Pennsylvania Dutch Kentucky <laughs> Derby right there. <laughs> um, it's actually really funny. So the person in the Inner Circle who picks up 
Puxatani Phil, he actually speaks um, in a language called Groundhogese, and that interprets Phil's message, whether there will be uh, six more weeks of winter or spring will come early. So, and you know, if you're in that inner circle, you, you got to know how to speak Groundhoganese. Is that where like terms like glad tidings come? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> this sounds so fucking made up. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, I thought Groundhog's Day was just a movie with Bill Murray. No, I had well, no idea how in depth. Well, of course, I know that the Groundhog comes out, yeah. but like, who knew that it was like literally like a tradition? I didn't know like the Dutch and fucking they came over here and they adopted some fucking lunatic thing to predict the weather. You know, let's be realistic. <laughs> folklore, the- German folklore. Yeah, hilarious. hold up. <laughs> the Northeast in general, like f- until like modern times, really did a lot of fucked up shit. We got Groundhog's Day, the Salem witch trials, like so February second back in Germany. She's a witch. Let's burn her at the stakes. February second, but let's fucking let's... find out what that groundhog <laughs> says about the weather first, because you know we got to obviously plan this hanging. Yeah, they used to call it Candlemas February second, so that would be the celebration if the weather was going to be cold in winter for another six more weeks. So that's where Candlemas came from, and they'd probably make candles or some shit. That's what I'd probably guess. Uh, Puxatani Phil, more like Suxeltani Phil, because he only gets his predictions right about 40% of the time. That's what I was reading, that this fucking groundhog is only right 40% of the time. That's it. You're better off taking all of your money out of the bank and going to bet on red or black at the casino on fucking roulette. You have a 10% higher chance of winning and getting it right. So then, or forty nine. I'm sorry. There New- is one green spot out of New York. Two. There's a two greens, zero and double zero. That's right. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So besides Suxeltani Phil, there's Staten Island Chuck. Now Staten Island Chuck is out of the Staten Island Zoo in New York City. He has a percentage rate of eighty percent, which is correct. Um, he's been doing it uh, since two thousand and nine, and no, before that. But he actually. He actually bit Mayor Michael Bloomberg in 2009. So he bit bit Michael Bloomberg. Really funny. Wish it was de Blasio. So here's where the story gets a little funnier. Um, Chuck was replaced by his great-granddaughter, Charlotte. And for her first Groundhog Day ceremony, Mayor Bill de Blasio actually dropped her in 2014. And uh, she died later on in the day due to the fall by Bill de Blasio. So uh, Chuck's great-granddaughter, Charlotte, died. By Hold Mayor up. Bill de Blasio. Another socialist death. <laughs> there you go. Dude, why are you being so political? <laughs> I mean, he's like actually like a descendant from like the Venezuelan government. Oh, Blasio? De Blasio. Well, his la- his last name's like German. His name's like Wilhelm. No, it like you he, uh, like, he, he's he has not, he's ties to the Maduro family, like from oh. like Venezuela. And he's got ties to some German families, probably a Nazi too. Nazi fuck. Anyways, worst mayor in New York City history. Anyways, he was caught on camera because he's done a couple other Groundhog's Day. Like he did one for like Hillary Clinton um, for her, her lieutenant governorship thing. And after the <laughs> ceremony, he said, now I tried it before. After that incident, I won't be back again. <laughs> so after he killed Charlotte. <laughs> so he stayed away from Groundhog's Day. Murdering, murdering <laughs> groundhogs. You know, but big you know. man you are. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, her her great-grandfather, you know, Staten Island Chuck, had an 82, 82% success rate. So he was a, he was way better than Suxeltani Phil. All jokes aside, there's definitely a groundhog that's been digging a hole on the side of the shed. Uh, I am going to fucking kill that thing. Scared me when I was pissing once the other night. It just popped out of this nowhere. This motherfucker is huge. 
We have a American elderberry tree next to our shed. And this fat fuck just sits there. He comes out of the hole and just eats elderberries all fucking day in the summer. I- I'm pretty sure under my shed is just going to fucking collapse. I don't even know what it looks like down there. But this fat fuck, he's down there. That's one healthy uh, groundhog eating elderberries. He's healthy. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be dead this I summer. I think you need to talk to, you know, your cousin who is a trapper. I asked him about this. You know what this dude told me? Huh. Go buy a trap. You make enough money. I was like, dude, let me just borrow a fucking trap, bro. He's like, you make enough money. I got a trap. I got to set traps for my rodents. I was like, okay. First off, his traps are the most sadistic things I've ever seen. They're like homemade. It's like saw for fucking animals. I want to play a game. Trap or die. That's what I say. What would Jigsaw say? If, if my cousin made a trap, how would Jigsaw talk to the chipmunk? You have been tunneling under the rear yard. <laughs> now you must pay for your sins. You either will gnaw your own leg off or drown. <laughs> it's like some <laughs> fucked up shit, dude. They are some weird ass homemade traps. Uh, and we'll leave it at that. A little sadistic. Yeah. Speaking of sadistic, should we get Might into Might be a serial killer. Should we no, get into our, should we get into our main meat? Yeah, did, did yeah. you cover pretty much everything you wanted to talk about on Groundhog's yeah, Day? Yeah, that was it. I, except for, you know what, fun fact. I've never fully watched the whole movie Groundhog's Day. Uh, just so you know, the same thing just keeps happening over and over again. Oh, so okay. if you watch the first 10 minutes of the show, just know he just gets a little bit better at everything through the show and eventually oh. gets the girl. Sorry I ruined it for you guys. <laughs> That's my uh, spoiler for the week. Only, hey, 45 years Mary. La- only 45 years later. Thank you. And then, of course, obviously getting on the main meat of the show, he ends up dying as a pretend zombie. Also, R.I.P. In the movie... Uh, Zombieland. Zombieland. And also, R.I.P. Apollo Creed. Yeah, he died today. I didn't really know a lot about him, except that he played Apollo Creed, but yes, he died today. Uh, he was an ex, uh, ex-NFL player, too. Yes. He was very athletic. Did play in the pros. And he's responsible for the one of the greatest quotes in the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Is it, you son of a bitch? Yes. He was Chubbs, too. Yep, yes. Chubbs. Oh, fuck. It's the same fucking guy. Yeah. 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 It's all in the he was everyone. He was everyone. Oh, my God. Chubbs, dude, no. Chubbs, Apollo Creed. Hi, you happy? <laughs> <laughs> he was and, great at Chubbs. His little you, cameo. Oh, did you say the Nicky. quote? Yeah, he was in it's Little Nicky. You son of a bitch. Yeah, he was slap in, each other up. He was in Little Nicky in he, heaven, too. He had a cameo. Yep. Do you, Mambo? I do. I... Yes, I, I. What's it? What's his uh, his actual name? Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. How old was he? Seventy six. Good life. They hit life expectancy on the dot. How did he die? Uh that I didn't look up. Wow. Caleb. The cause of death is always very important to me. I'll look it up. I like to compare my future and like how, you know, like all right, he was seventy six, but how did he die? Was it like a heart attack? He was actually like looked pretty healthy like the last like couple roles he was in too because he was still acting. Cancer? I don't know. Uh, Caleb, pull. You got the computer in front of you. Uh, died peacefully in, in died peacefully in his sleep. No causes given as of four hours ago. That is insane. Yeah. Like you never hear that. There's always a cause. Yeah. No one just goes to sleep. I I don't know. Maybe that's just me. 
But if you are lucky enough to live like life expectancy to 76, 77 years old, that is expectancy, unfortunately. It, or you could be lucky as fuck and live like my, my wife's grandmother. She was fucking 101. Well, it's crazy. Like, you think of all of his peers, like Stallone, Schwarzenegger, all those guys are still alive and they're approaching that. I mean, the only one who's really, like, kind of fucked is Bruce Willis. Well, he has, uh, what, what does he have, dementia? Uh, whatever it is, he can't, like, remember things. I forget what it's called. Bro, like, De Niro just had a kid and he's, like, 82. Just had a kid. Yeah, like, he, he, had, he started giving some quotes about it. Like, he was just like, oh, yeah, she brings the brings the light to my world and i'm like dude you are 80 dude dude you're you need, to, you need to run away from the birthday. light you need to run away yeah, from like the you light. should be getting as far away from the light as you can dude <laughs> like, sylvester salone we need him to survive because i need one more season at least need, of tulsa of king, tulsa yeah. king I yeah need we that. need there needs to be like a three season show like i need at least like a good five years out of y'all better just start, uh, out of fucking just sylvester start, just start filming every episode back to back to back no breaks no so how how can how long can you do it man like, can, can we just record every single day for a whole year? You got one good year? Yeah. And we could do, like, ten seasons? Well, the funny thing is, is, like, you ever watch, I don't know if you watched the interviews after, like, he was mm-hmm. talking about it. And he's like, that character, minus, like, the crime stuff, is the closest to me as a person. So, he's like, that was such a fun role, because I didn't really, I felt like I didn't have to act as much. Dude, that was a great show. His comedy. No spoilers on that show, I yeah, will tell you, because it's, it's still new. Yeah. It's still new. Groundhog's Day? If you didn't see it, and I ruined it for you, Fuck I'm you. sorry. You can get <laughs> fucked. Uh, that being said, Caleb, you had a whole thing you wanted to do, because obviously we're smoking the zombie yes. antidote. So what did you want to talk about, right, my friend? Well, zombie antidote uh, is, you guys may or may not know, I'm a big fan of zombies. I really like The Walking Dead and any sort of zombie film, lore, anything about zombies. So I want to do a little show. Like, uh, would the DTH boys survive a zombie apocalypse? Uh, made a little... Uh, you know, a thumbnail, as you will, maybe for the YouTube. And we got Jerry as Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead, Geo <laughs> as Daryl Dixon, and me as Negan from The Walking Dead. So I, I just figured, you know, Jerry would be Rick. Uh, you could be Daryl. You guys are partners. They were like brothers in the show. And, well, yeah. I'm kind of like a wild card. I don't think I'd be Negan and bash anyone's head in with a baseball bat, but you never know. You never know. Under apocalypse. those circumstances, who knows how you would be? I mean, Negan was a gym teacher before the zombie apocalypse, and then he turned out to be... Just the badass being guys with a bat. I didn't watch the last six seasons of Walking Dead, bro. Thanks for ruining it for me, <laughs> asshole. But, um, yeah, I just want to say, would the DTH guys survive a zombie ap- apocalypse? So first, I think we got to decide, are we talking the slow walking zombies, like in The Walking Dead? Or are we talking about crazy fast zombies, like in uh, 28, 28, 28, 28 days, days Later, Resident Evil, or the original Dawn of the Dead movie where they're locked in the mall? Because those zombies are a bit extreme. So, you know, what what Dawn zombie- of the Dead, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. How were those zombies? They were pretty slow, weren't they? No, they there were was pretty, a mix. They were runners? Some were some were runners, some could climb. So there were there's a whole bunch of crazy zombiness that was happening. So we got to set the tone first. Like would we want to, you know, maybe go against the slow zombies or like some crazier fast ones? I'm going to be honest with you. Ideally, <laughs> yeah, ideally. Ideally, <laughs> let's just pray they're like the retarded slow ones, yeah. Yeah. like in Walking Resident Dead, Evil. Resident Evil, OG. Uh, what's another one? Slow zombies, Walking Dead, like the Night Walking of, Dead, the slow Night one. of the, the Living slow. Dead, Night like of the, the Living Dead, the original, yeah. oh, the original black and white. That was like, such a good movie. Yeah. yeah, that's what the Walking Dead was based upon. So, 
Was that uh, what's his name, George Romano? Yep, yep, that, you got that it. Romero. That? Yeah. Romero, yep, George Romero. He, yeah. um, yeah, man, a lot of zombie stuff. I mean, he's kind of like the godfather of those movies. I feel like he did. Uh, did he do Night of the Living Dead? Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, did he do like the ones like the? I remember like a scene, and I I don't even know what movie this is from. This is off the top of the dome. Being like ten years old, watching this at like my aunt's house, my cousins, and like. I don't know if it's like Night of the Living Dead too, but there's a shit ton of sequels, right? I think and I just remember the zombies were now able to talk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of the newer sequels, and they said, but like it's still an old movie. It said they want needed to eat so they keep their brain function to so, remember memories. There you go. Like so that. you're thinking yeah. of the same yeah. one I'm talking about. It's I remember a scene where the zombies kill a bunch of cops, and the zombie's smart enough to pick up the radio, and he goes, "Send more cops." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like super fucked up. Well, um, I guess my first question would be, since we uh, figured that out, that we'd want slow zombies, because it'd be easier for one versus one kills. Now, what sort of zombie survival kit would you guys need? So what would you need day one, right away as this outbreak happens? What do you need? Day one, I need my armory. Yeah. I need to figure it out. You need weapons? Yep. Knives and guns. And you need a variety of weapons. Oh, yeah. You need a ton of knives, a ton of guns, Mm -hmm. a ton of ammo. You gotta be stocked up on that ammo. If Resident Evil has taught me anything, a rocket launcher. <laughs> would be helpful. Some grenades. Do you think a stun grenade would work on zombies? They're just like, oh, I got CTE, concussion now. I don't know. It seems like a central nervous system kind of creature, so it may. Yeah. It um, does It does in Resident Evil, the remake, where you get them with a the stun gun on the side of the head and they stop biting you. That's a good, that's a good plan. Yeah, well, obviously now for the kill shot, you gotta go to the head. The heart or the body won't stop. Just straight to the head. Kill him right at the brain. We'll just get that right out of the way. I feel like you got to get that out of the way first. You know, anything from watching any sorts of these movies, you know that's the kill shot. You I got kind of a question for you guys. Huh? What would your strategy be? Get out of the city. Yes. Actually? You need yeah. to not be in the city. Okay, so how do you go about that? Because you're going to run into traffic with everybody trying to leave the city. And that's where I think you'd run into problems. Good question. Good question, though. Glad you brought it so up. So Geo's out of the city. He's trying to get out of the city. Uh, obviously, the whole city's starting mm-hmm. to get infested with zombies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the outbreak's starting to happen, and Geo's first thing is to leave the city. The city. Yeah. Smart. A- a- A.K.A. the same thing everybody's going to try and do. The Everyone's going to try well, and leave. I-, I think a lot of people will hunker down in place, or they might think, let's get up high to a shelter, barricade low, get up high. So Listen, any skyscrapers might you know take the top couple floors, barricade the bottom. Not always the smartest thing, but you never know if you're. But in a you got to get to a building like that. I'm talking yeah. about you're where you live, and it happens. It's starting to happen, and you know everybody's starting to panic. Everyone's starting to do what they're going to do. Instincts start taking over. It's like what like Geo said. First thing he said, leave the city. That's what everyone's going to do. You're you're not taking a car. You're just going to immediately be in traffic, immediately stuck. This is a ground game, I think. Got to take the back roads, right? Everyone's I mean, going to take the fucking back roads. <laughs> you just have to avoid freeways, for sure. I mean, you need to avoid pretty much everything. Uh, as far as driving, well, disobey. driving's not happening. Disobey all traffic laws. Just fly through those stop signs. And I'm sure everybody's going to yeah. take that. But here's the thing. I mean, you have to start early. Like, There's the people who will go to wait it out. Like, The minute it mm. starts, just you got to get... Geo, I know you. Let's not talk about being early. 
You're the latest human I've ever met to everything. No, no, no. I'm just here's the thing. If the minute you hear, yeah, it's weird. There's been a rash of people eating like bite attacks. Geo is going on. Geo is going to fucking go to the gym for three hours and get one last pump in before. I mean, you got to be prepared. You got to have a good pump to take on zombies. You got to have endurance, stamina to stab and shoot a lot of those guys. No, the rest of these steroids are going to be useless if I don't use them now. Well, Geo, so that's that should be on Geo's gear list. He's got to put gear on his list. He's got to get, get everything all from the guy. He's got to put it in the bag. He's got to make it last. You got to cycle. You got to get those workouts in. So, Gio, are you bringing dumbbells in your gear bag? No, I'm bringing the zombie antidote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're bringing the pretzel jar. Yeah. That'll help. Hold on. No, you can't eat me. I got the antidote. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you need that. Uh, just like oh, wait. He's right. He does have the antidote. Go to the next guy. <laughs> That's from Dr. Farkas. We don't want to fuck with him. <laughs> like Shaun of the Dead style? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like parody-wise. So like, right? That, that's the antidote. No. Oh. <laughs> fuck, he's got the antidote. All right, next guy. Uh, but uh, I think that would be a horrible idea, trying to leave right away. I, I don't know. I don't. Is there a right answer? I feel like. I, I guess not. All right. What would you do, Caleb? Well, I, I I agree with you. I don't think maybe not minute. First thing, I want to get my family together. Don't care where everyone is. I am breaking every law to get the the family together. How do you know when the right time is to do that though? Uh you just gotta. I guess you gotta panic drive and just gotta do it. It's the, as soon as you hear the news and you know shit's going down for real because it could. You gotta. But how do you know what's news. going down for sure? That's what I'm saying. You got to be careful about the fake news. So you got to just. I was going to say, remember zombies in Miami when yeah. Vitaly ZDTV was running around pretending to be a zombie in Miami, and he got a gun pulled on him. So yeah. so you got to make sure it's legit first. Um, then you, I guess, you're going to want to listen to the news, make sure the panic's real, sets in. You got to gather everyone up. Uh, initially, I'd like to get out of town as fast as possible, but my my whole plan would be I need to get to a nice safe location with someone or with people with a lot of guns. So family. Friends, got to gather up the right people together. And then I think if you got enough food and water, you can wait it out to the roads clear. Because, you know, in an apocalypse, one, two, three days, absolute panic sets in. People are going to be out of food, out of water within three days. So you need to have that stocked up, ready to go with a good group of people. And I think after those initial two to three days, then you can make your run out of town. So are you talking about a panic room situation? Well, not necessarily panic room, but, you know, keep the lights off, keep quiet. Keep to yourself, you know, keep that house secure for one to three days max before you try to make it out of the city or suburbs to get to the country. How long do you think it would take the the actual like outbreak to like to where you actually you're like, OK, we need to come out and we need to try and figure out an actual plan. Like how long? How many days? I'm giving you're going to hear a lot of crazy shit over 72 hours. I'm given three days. Then it's time to get to the country house. And then, and then from the country house, this is my plan. I got, a, I got a boat guy. So you get to the country house, you get to the boat. And then here's my plan. Are you sure you want to talk about it? Yeah, Are you yeah, sure you yeah. want to give your secret up? I don't think a zombie apocalypse is happening. Okay. Because, you know, it's all sci-fi, but it's cool because it fits the cigar and what the theme of the show, what we're doing. I would go. We're on Lake Erie. There's a spot in Ohio called Putin Bay. I'm going there. I'm going there. It's a small island. Barely anyone knows about it. Uh, if there's any walking dead zombies on the island, just go over there, kill them all, and then you, you base your civilization right there on that island. Uh, you can grow stuff. You could, you know, you might have to forage for gasoline for the boats and stuff, but you could always Fish. go fishing. Um, yeah, I think once you clear the island, you should be good for a little bit. 
unless you have a bad crop yield, the fish aren't biting, you know, you know, that would be, you know, you want to get away from everyone. I feel like there's like, there's a spot that's away from everyone. Or you know what? If you're down in Florida, maybe just go down to the Florida Keys and blow up those bridges. There's another question that needs to be answered here. Is this suddenly a worldwide outbreak or is this like we're talking Resident Evil, just the one city? I want, a great question. I want to go maybe worldwide. Th- oh, you're talking about a and, and, 8 billion person outbreak. Yeah, we're I'm talking, talking like Last of Us. It just suddenly yeah. everything's all fucked. Yeah, I want to talk. Yeah, because you know what? Because you can't rely on like other countries or nations that even want to come help you. Because if it's a certain case where you don't know the start of the zombie outbreak, maybe it's like a biological warfare weapon from uh, you know a feuding uh, country or state. So you don't you don't you can't always rely on help. So well, I was just thinking because if it's just like starts in a city, like we're talking like I think Raccoon City, the <laughs> yeah. government's ready to blow that shit up in like forty eight hours. Do you think anybody that listens to the show knows what Raccoon City is, Gio? Yes, I yeah. feel like we're that is. You a, feel like people know Resident about Resident Evil, Evil is a popular enough franchise between movies and games, and a terrible Netflix series. I could tell you if I called my father, he would know what Resident Evil was. I know he would know none of the characters, none of the scenario, none of it. None of it. But, but he'd be familiar. But I played it as a kid, and that's all he knows. He would know it was a zombie game, so he'd, he'd get that. Um, here's a couple other gear and equipment I think we need besides, you know, guns, ammo. You need some medical equipment. So I think you got to go and raid your nearest drugstore or pharmacy. You got to get a ton of, like, uh, just medical supplies. The that's basics. Caleb, that's where you die right away. That's what everybody thinks. Well, you got to be smart about it. Or you just got to go in and rob the place like you're a lunatic that you guys deal with on a daily. You just got to say, I'm taking over. We're, we're doing this. It's all mine. Give it or die, basically. Um, so you, you got to get that because you're going to need it. People are going to get cut. They're going to get bit. They're going to get scratches. All sorts of things. Car accidents are going to happen. So you got to get some medical equipment, uh, maybe some backup radios, some flashlights, a generator if possible. Um, once you get set, you're probably going to need solar panels for some power. Good idea. Um, you're definitely going to need to raid your local liquor stores and get some of that brown golden juice, that whiskey. I think you're missing one goes. of the more. I feel like alcohol would be so readily available. <laughs> yeah, you no, could just uh, go literally anywhere and get it. Yeah, right. Anywhere. No, that, like nobody's. No one. I feel like. Here's the thing. I'm being very critical of you right now, and I realize that, and I don't understand why I'm. Well, that's doing like it. a joke thing. The alcohol. No, no, of course. That's like me saying that I would. Uh, the only thing I would pack is like, I don't know, a couple boxes of cigars in a book bag, my AR-15, uh, both of, all three of my pistols, and with the cigars in my backpack, my ammo. Well, you Maybe some ramen noodles. Well, you know what? You could always lock this place down, and if you ever need a stash house to get more whiskey or cigars, you know where to go. Yeah, you'll never forget where you live. Might be hairy getting to it. You might have to fight off some zombies and shit, but you could always come back at the stash house. If the country ever comes back, like, or sorry, the world ever comes back at that point, you'd be like, you know what I used to have to do to get a drink? I'd have to kill 15 zombies on the way there. It was crazy. (laughs) Then if I got too drunk, there were like 25 of them. (laughs) I don't know, dude. It's just, I don't know what I would do. I, I feel like I'm a hucker down kind of guy. Yeah, I think you got to give it a couple days before you make your way out of the city. I think Gio's right, though. You got to get out of the city. You got to get away from the population. Spread out in the country. See, the thing is, I have land. And I'm I'm just not sure if the go-to move is to try to get there as fast as possible. 
Of course, obviously, you want to be away from everything, right? You don't want to be in the middle of a major city, but I'm saying, like, if the outbreak happens, unfortunately, Gio, we live in a major city. We live in, in the middle of a city. There's no fast way to get out of it, especially if everybody in that city is trying to get out. We're lucky we live in a city that seems really big, but isn't really that big. There's really not that many people here. How many people actually live in the city of Buffalo? 250,000? Probably a little. It's really not that much. Yeah, probably a little less nowadays, but at one point, yeah. Actually, hold on. I might have a solution. (laughs) We need to go to where we work. Because there's not going to be that many people there. (laughs) You can build a fortress. I don't know, dude. You know what? I'm glad Gio said the word fortress because my next question is, what kind of place or fortress do you need to survive a zombie apocalypse? You guys got... I already said my idea of going to an island. Make sure you get there safely. That's my idea away from everyone. So, But but if you can't make it to an island because you don't have a boat or you're not close to water like that, what else kind of... What kind of fortress do you think you should have during a zombie apocalypse? I don't even know, dude. Like, obviously, this is going to sound weird <laughs> being who I am. I feel like I'm ready for anything. But... As far as it goes, I mean, I I just feel like I have weapons. I mean, if you got time to build a fortress, what would be an ideal thing that you'd want in your fortress with a couple, 20, 30 people? I mean, you need people with, like that can somehow find a way to like irrigate it so there's I, water. Yeah, I was going to say, I could tell you one thing. You want somebody that's very handy. I agree. You yeah. can't just have like fucking Joe Schmo. I think we need your buddy Ben for some. He could find a way to rig some electric. Somehow. I'm sure Ben already <laughs> is planned for this. It's already <laughs> planned. And I'm going to tell you this right now. We would be invited. We just have to get there. It's only an hour away. 45 minutes. We just got to get there. Yeah, that's a haul. It's a haul, dude. A during haul. the apocalypse. Yeah, even longer than the apocalypse, perhaps. But um, and also another question: Is it strictly only zombies? Well, yes, only zombies. But then you got to worry about other groups of people. Okay. So that's the thing. All so right. not only are you fighting zombies who are just roaming around because they are attracted to either your smell or the noise you make, but you got to worry about other groups of people who want to take what you have. And this is what is very important in the yeah. scenario. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, people, and and this would be like a prime example. Have you ever seen a video of somebody drowning and somebody trying to save the person drowning? Yes. The person who's drowning will kill the person who's trying to save them to save themselves. Yeah. It's a natural instinct, like, to try and climb that person. Like, you know what I mean? You try and push them down to come up. Like, it's... I'm not saying that it's, like, like that, but, like, humans will... They will betray themselves Mm -hmm. to survive. Oh, all rules will go out the window. It'll be dog-eat-dog world. Literally, dog-eat-dog... You guys will be eating each other, and the zombies will be eating you as well. So. I mean, you might see mobs. I mean, people yeah. like me and Gio who have weapons, you might see mobs of people. You might end up ki- killing people trying to steal your weapons. No doubt. Uh, yeah, people are going to want to take what you have. People Whether, are going to want your weapons. What, That's why I'm saying. Yeah. And I want I, I want like one of the nuts like that guys that like would know how to like pack ammo, like Josh that we work with. So, again, this is like, how do you want to build your fortress? Do you want to have one of those... Maybe a few guys that you just know are ready to fucking are shoot, and you you guys are a pack. You're you're wolves. You're you're a pack. You're alpha males. 
You shoot first, ask questions later. Correct. Like, hey, you're not going to come up on us. You're not one of us. You're, you're not one of us. You're against us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like in that scenario, it'd be a mess. It would be an absolute mess. <laughs> no it'd be one, a bloodbath. No I'm one, just saying I would get a bunch of guys that I know are down. No one comes between you and the group of people that you're with, the 20 or 30 people or whoever you got. No one. I would do what no I one had comes to do. In, exactly. What do you think, G? I mean, there's definitely strength in numbers in that particular situation, but also, like, it only takes one person to fuck it up. Yeah. Very true. 100%. Well, all right. I guess that kind of, you know, we talked about the gear, the fortress. So my next thing is. Like you give one of your boys, you're like, here's the pistol. Take the pistol. And next thing you know, you got a bullet in the back of the head because they want your AR. Yeah. There you go. Man. So my next thing. So the talking, traitor. Weird, like, weird to think that. But no. Hey, man. It, you, again, we were talking about survival. This is not. This is a weird scenario, man. This is real, life or death. This is real survival of the fittest. It's yeah, end yeah. of the world. You got zombies trying to kill do you. you hoard, do you hoard or do you trust people? Like, do you trust people enough to make sure your group gets stronger? And do you trust that there's no weak links that are willing to? You can't have a lazy person just lying around doing nothing all day. No, Someone's no, no. I mean, out, do you yeah. trust that there's not somebody in your group that could go postal and say, yeah, no, I'm just going to. I want double the equipment. So. Or like our graphic, uh, you're Rick Grimes in the situation that we have, or is there someone in the crew who wants to take your spot and be that guy? So who want like who wants to be the leader? I don't want to be yeah. the leader. Well, I think you'd make a good leader. And for I don't want to be a for I don't want to be for, a for our podcast situation. You're the leader. Geo's the number two, and I'm a wild card because I don't want to be your enemy. I don't a, like that. I, I, I'll be honest with you, Caleb. I don't like that you make the hierarchy like that, man. I, I view both of you as equals. I bust your balls as equals. Oh, well, I know besides going to a certain family member who I know is ready for this stuff, I know I'd be coming to get you guys, and hopefully we'd all make it together in one spot if the situation occurred, along with like my brother and stuff like that, because we'd have some down-ass people. Um, so my other thing was, we, we talked about people now. What kind of people do you want in your crew? Besides, like, the people we already talked about, people ready to, you know, all work together, be down. I said you want a handy dude. You want somebody that knows how to do shit, build so, things. So that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. What We need a medic, too, right? Yes. Yeah, I would say somebody. Uh, obviously, we know people in the medical field. Um, we know people who teach, perhaps, for the future. Yep. Obviously, you know what I mean. We, we I feel like our group would be pretty good. I think we got a lot of good assets. We got a couple nurses. We got a couple of teachers, uh, a couple of security guards, as you may, you know, special forces operators. Um, I'm thinking we also might need like a uh, someone who's good with plants and growing, you know, a, like a gardener of sorts who could a be farmer. Like a farmer. Exactly. I don't know anything about that. I feel like that's something that would be great to learn, though. It, oh, definitely keep in handy. Um, can you can a, you um, learn that in a book, though? I'm, be, oh, I'm yeah, curious. I'm sure you could I'm you sure learn you it out what, if what you is, read a book? Is it, Okay, I know there's what is the di- like what's the difference between agriculture and horticulture? I know they're similar but different type things. I think I have no idea. I think horticulture is more plants that are not for eating, but agriculture is like the stuff you're going to eat like corn, carrots, broccoli stuff. I think that's the main difference, I think. Like horticulture is more caring for plants where agriculture is nature. More- so again, like you think of dudes, I think of dudes like my my buddy Ben, the dude just he's smart. Nature well, someone, when you're out in the wild, you're not going to eat a plant that's going to poison you or kill you. You got to have that common. That would be knowledge. how I die. You eat like some <laughs> poison berries. I'm not eating that fish. I hate seafood. 
you're gonna die then so be it all oh, these berries look good uh, all of a sudden they're I, I, I give it like one day of hunger till jared be like all right fuck it i'm eating the fish <laughs> you got i mean i guess you got to eat what's available you know if you don't have enough stuff packed and ready to go if you don't have those ready meals you know you got to go either loot a whole bunch of stuff from the stores or you gotta like you gotta grow your own i want to ask the obviously the audience mm-hmm. uh you guys um seriously you guys all listen to the show we see the views chime in man let us know how would you survive uh, like a zombie apocalypse scenario uh what would be your strategy and don't feel like oh i'm giving away my secrets (laughs) we also are very lucky where we live there's two major armories like so there's gonna be some heavy artillery around very true forgot about that good good thinking like it's one's up the block from me yeah, you are really close <laughs> to the main big one, that's for sure. We also, in this area, have a lot of major... I mean, I hate to say it, or be like a spoiler, but we have those major prisons, too. Oh, uh, you know what? A lot of major prisons. Maybe take over a prison. They, well, they did in The Walking Dead That's what three, I was saying. Know? I don't I don't want to be play, playing spoiler, but like we have a lot of major state prisons here. All right, here's where I had... I just realized that you guys said the armory and you said the prisons. Here's where I had an idea. Why did I say I'd go to Putin Bay with my group of people? I know it's a smaller island. We live right by Grand Island. Just blow up the bridge and go there. See you, dude. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you, just, you could go. I, we don't care. Well, I'm just saying. Like, I don't. Why did I but say you're, Putin sir, It's a river, though, dude. Like, you know people are going to be thinking the same thing. How yeah. many people own boats here, dude? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be but able well, to control things. If you have a good community of people on Grand Island that are going to get along and survive together, you could do it. I How? feel like people that live on Grand Island may be the worst people in this area. <laughs> First off, they let's think- talk about the fact that some people here don't get along with their neighbors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you think a whole island of people are going to get along? They probably want no one coming to that island at all. They're probably sitting there at the shores. This is our fucking island, bro. We're here before you. I don't know why you're aiming a gun. Those people don't have weapons. They're all liberals. Oh, and then you can just push them over. <laughs> Take over. Commandeer. Sorry, sorry. That was political. My bad. Commandeer. Uh, I think Grand Island is a little more red, truthfully. They it, have some, it might be. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, just associate them they're very with, like, clo- yuppity. It's because they're, they're real close to, like, Niagara County. Let me see that bottle, dude. We're getting we're getting close to the end, bro. We got a couple things we got to get to before. Yeah, I'm already I'm marking down some cigar notes as we speak, too. All right. Yeah. Let me let me see that bottle, dude. What do you think, Gio? Do you, do you think that um, like we obviously have to come up with like a little bit of a consensus? But me, I'm 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 huckering down for a few days. I need to know somehow, some way. I gotta figure it out. I don't know if that's just like locking myself in a basement somewhere and just like praying and, to God no one tries to come to our house. Like I don't know. It all depends on the circumstances, like. If you're like the lone wolf survivor, you're just making your moves. Like, you want to know what makes this difficult for all of us? Family. Family. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, you will do anything for your family. If you were just, like, some single guy with a bunch of guns in your house, you're probably going to do pretty well. Yeah. Just that crazy lone survivor. Just anyone comes near my house, I'm fucking your shit up. Yeah, you just board up the windows, lock yourself in a room, hang out for a couple days. Set some booby traps. Yeah, man. Also, you know the internet's gone, dude. So just a couple maybe good Playboys for the future. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to have a couple good uh, old school pornos. Got to have that. 
you know, if you still can run a back backup generator, you can watch some of those Gold Gone Wild videos, that DVDs that you have laying around. <laughs> and for anybody that's not subscribed to our Patreon, do that immediately. We had a great conversation about Girls Gone Wild. Um, Apparently, we have a listener that has the whole collection. Do we really? Yeah, somebody was like, I have all the DVDs. No I'm way. Like, I gotta, I gotta, I'm going to check right now. I'm like, dude. Someone really got into that? I'll tell you about it after. Oh, I thought it was like on the page so I could look I'll, at I'll it. tell you about it after. It's not on oh, the page. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, the internet, ammo. The internet's a big thing. The, no, internet's gone. Well, I'm saying we might have it for maybe like a, a week. week before it finally. But my, my 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 main thing is if us three are surviving it together with their families, I gotta get in touch with you guys somehow because we're gonna figure it out because we're gonna be that crew. We'll be that I crew. like it. Will we sell podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we got a generator, put out like radio. Guys, we're trying to fucking survive right now. Why the fuck are you guys on the radio air? We don't care. You're taking them oh, all no, you ever taking seen, them all um, time. Fucking, you're doing the fireside chats like fucking FDR. What? This is Down to Herf bringing you your zombie apocalypse survival guide. Tune in to AM radio, uh, channel <laughs> guys, 6969. Guys, this is the last of our cigars from 2020. <laughs> Sad day. We've smoked. you like Gal Lewis signing out. 844. <laughs> this is our last cigar. All I got is fucking. I don't even. I don't even He's know. Got all back, we got, got all, backwards. Yeah, yeah, all, all we have is groovy blues left. <laughs> it's over. Somehow you got to figure out a way to like get all the like, essential like toiletries. Oh, that's a good razors. I don't give a fuck about razors. Toilet paper. Geo. Stop. <laughs> Geo. Needs, stop. Geo needs. I get it, dude. But Geo. like, come on, man. Dog. That's not. That's not essential. Geo needs the toilet paper. For Geo, that's some. St- you're gonna have some stank ass, bro. That's it. Dog, we saw how it was getting toilet paper in the height of COVID. So just know while we're stocking up on shit, people are worried about toilet paper. Yeah. Know those people, and at the end, we'll go raid their houses yeah. when yeah. they're gone. Keep some. Not raid like it. That. They'll be dead. I'm not saying we're gonna we'll go, go kill people. We'll go if, there after. If people have assets, we'll bring them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I think we'd be nice enough to have the zombie American could, free trade agreement. <laughs> people who could help us, I think we'd be nice enough to let them in. Certain people, wink, wink. You got what the fuck? Does that mean? I don't. It means whatever it is. You, it's the end you of the got, world. You got toilet paper. We got guns. <laughs> yeah, Gio's got to wipe his massive shit ass up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we kind of talked about. Yeah, we talked about the zombie apocalypse. Uh, Obviously, we'd have to assemble a crew. I also feel like your cousin would be an asset. He shoots all the time. You know, it'd be great, Adam. We need a little Hebrew in the in the group. Got to keep the keep relig- the religion alive. Yeah. He is like eight thousand guns. That's why I said my brother. My brother's got he's got a zombie apocalypse kit in his uh, basement already. He's got the rice and beans and the waters. He's good. Family, dude. Yeah. I I oh I love them. But they might be the death of us. I'm just throwing it out there. They might see a zombie, start screaming, and then it brings on a whole horde, and then yeah, then you got to fight for your life. This you is know? why you don't want to have newborns in that situation. <laughs> no crying. Ear muff them up. Sorry, dude. I love you. We're going to do everything to protect her. But hey. it, might be, it might be the downfall at one point. Maybe she'll start crying, we get caught, and then a thousand zombies break in, and we just... The gun don't... Uh, uh, what can you do? It doesn't shoot as fast as the zombies are coming in. I don't know. I think the same thing about the baby. She she might she might get upset that Alex isn't in the same room. Dude, yeah. my, start crying. 
my kids uh, scream at your dog. If they see a zombie, they're going to scream like hell. So I might be done for right I might be done for in the first 10 minutes. So because of them. Let's plan for the worst. <laughs> pray for the best. Um, yeah. We obviously have a couple things to get to here. Uh, but that was a fun conversation. I actually didn't mind that. Yeah, you know, we got to keep things interesting in uh, January, February, you know. And uh, if all fails, we got the antidote, dude. Got the antidote. Thank you, Dr. Farkas. <laughs> sounds so funny. <laughs> sounds uh, so fake. I like yeah. it, though. It's, it's, it seems made up, right? Andrew Farkas. It seems made up. He's the doctor of tobaccology. There we go. We'll bring him and in the group. Your, and that's your antidote. Yeah. We'll bring him in the crew. We, need, we do need a we, cigar roller. We should also talk. Yeah, with all that tobacco that isn't getting tended to. We should also talk to Greg Metz, and he can distill for us in the apocalypse. Because we're going to need a distiller as well. We need that. Or Justin Hartman. We could have, if we got to choose between one and two. Dude, we're just going to. We're worrying it, wasn't, about the, it wasn't the zombies that killed them. It was the fact that all they did was smoke cigars and drink whiskey while they were surviving. <laughs> they weren't growing plants. They they weren't they weren't growing water. crops. They weren't growing and in, 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 uh, establishing like a cattle. They just they prioritized Kidding. tobacco rolling and distilling whiskey. That's another nice. thing. Like these zombies only eat humans. Yeah. Okay. That'd be okay. scary if they ate animals. And then, then, like, and then we had zombie animals. That'd be scary. Then you're really fucked. Because if like all of like livestock goes extinct, then I guess we're fucking vegan. You just gotta protect you gotta protect the livestock so they maybe don't get eaten, you know. Because it's still meat. But that was a good conversation, Caleb. What else we got? Alright, well now guys, it is time for a patrol gone wild. Brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, makers of such fine cigars as Mi Querida, Sin Compromiso, Sober Mesa, and many others. And without further ado, we'll let that music roll. Patrol Gone Wild! We're doing it big! Alright, I'll start things off. We have a story out of Houston, Texas. We have accused meat bandits are caught in a stolen car, packed full of meat, as the Texas cops say. This is from two days ago, uh, outside of Houston. We have two thieves were accused. Uh, they were caught driving a stolen car for shoplifting meat. Uh, the Rosenberg Police Department pulled over a car, uh, you know, obviously reported stolen out of College Station. Uh, two men, ages 31 and 32, were detained by police while they searched their vehicle and found about $500 worth of stolen meat. Uh, 18 packages of meat, including beef sticks, brisket, and pork chitterlings. I don't know what pork chitterlings are, but it doesn't sound delicious. Do you mean chitlins? Maybe, but it's spelled chitterlings, so. Okay. C H I T T E R L I N G S. I'm, I'm not familiar with a lot yeah. of the pork cuts, but I've heard of chitlins, which is pork. Okay. Which is usually pork, if I'm correct, feet or ears. Mm. Either way, sounds gross. Um, the police had no idea why these men stole the meat, but obviously they're driving around in a stolen car, which is, you know, problem enough. Um, a lot of people were wondering in the comments on the newspaper and on the Facebook story. Uh, a lot of people are asking, is the barbecue canceled? <laughs> it's canceled, bro. <laughs> it's, can- it's, canceled, it's canceled, brother. Uh, they also found lots of drug paraphernalia in the car as well. Um, so they are facing charges of unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, uh, possession of drug paraphernalia, and obviously criminal charges for stealing the meat and the car as well. So uh, barbecue has been canceled for these two fellas. What a shame. Uh, obviously, meat's expensive, man. It's funny. Like, obviously, 
we work we work and do a little side work, right, Gio? Uh, we know it's that always is what gets stolen. It's always really? good cuts of meat that gets stolen. Oh, yeah. It literally is what people come in. They don't come in to steal a box of fucking Cheerios or ground beef. Like it's always meat, a fucking tomahawk, sushi, lobster. Mm, that makes sense. Crab fish, legs, crab legs, tails. Like that's always always what they steal. Always makes sense. You know, tough times, tough economy. Thank you, Joe Biden, but. I thought it was a funny story. You got the meat Come bandits. On, man. The meat bandits. You got the wet bandits and you got the meat bandits. So some schmeat. Some schmeat. Street schmeat. Just a couple of schmeats. Yeah, you know, you got caught. What are you gonna do? Don't steal a car when you're stealing meat. <laughs> Makes yeah. things not any better. Uh a normal quote. Don't do two illegal things at once. Yeah. Well said. That's what they say. Advice for all you criminals out there. None of you guys would be criminals and listen to our show, but, you know, just <laughs> advice for you guys. You all stole cable at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and the three-way splitter. Uh, Scumbags. Old OG fucking DirecTV. <laughs> God damn it, they zapped our card. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I, dude, I had the three-way cable splitter in the old house back in the day. Yeah. Get it to three rooms at once. All right, I'll get into mine. Uh, Florida man impersonates a police officer. He gets arrested when he calls for backup. Uh, insane. Uh, we have a Miramar man charged with impersonating law enforcement officer during an illegal traffic stop, bonded out of jail hours ago after he appeared in court. Uh, 29-year-old Devontae Thompson uh, walked out of Broward County Jail Wednesday night. Uh, this is what he had to say. I don't know what police found. I don't know what the police is accusing that they found, but no further questions, he said. Uh, according to police, Thompson was driving an SUV when he pulled a driver over in a parking lot of a TD Bank branch on Pines Boulevard around 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Investigators said that the suspect produced a stolen badge from Louisiana and called 911 on himself to report a reckless driver. So basically, this guy... Uh, called the police on himself when he was doing an illegal traffic stop. Uh, almost like a vigilante like type situation here. Uh, this guy basically has no remorse. Uh, I did re- like watch a little video about him after they asked him some questions when he was bonded out of jail, and he said he actually wants to be a police officer. So I think he's starting a little early. Uh, this is super fucking weird. Uh, they also did put out a phone number in uh, like Fort Lauderdale area uh, asking if he's ever pulled somebody else over to please call that number. And I'm sure they're going to add charges to that if anybody else has been pulled over. Also like unlawful imprisonment. And <laughs> yeah. Like fucked. But he has no prior criminal history at all. So... Kind of a fucked up story. Uh, reminds me of a personal story. Um, I've actually gone to a call where a person was on scene. And he had our entire uniform on. He had a radio. Do you have our patches? He had a badge. He had our patches. He had everything. He did not have a gun. Ah, which thank, was kind of weird. Thank heavens he didn't have a gun. Yeah. He didn't have a gun. And his patrol vehicle was actually a Ford Focus that was parked across, like, the street from where he responded to our call. It was like a domestic. He responded in which another officer was like, who the fuck are you? 
and then he got really awkward and then next thing you know there was like lieutenants and captains on scene and they were like dude who who the fuck are you and we actually instead of the domestic took like almost a back seat to this kid driving around with our radio calls <laughs> showing up to calls and dude it was kind of fucked up man well it's legit it's actually like a super it's one of the crimes new york state takes very seriously i think it's only a misdemeanor though right but it's one of those misdemeanors where you actually go to jail like I don't think the kid went to jail, dude. So, I think it was almost very similar to what this guy's reaction was. He's like, I, I really just want to be a police officer. It's my goal. And then and then another thing that this Devontae Thompson talked about, he's 29 years old. He said that he suffers from trauma, and this helps him with the trauma. So, so my only question there is, what kind of trauma makes you want to so, you know, be a fake police officer? Because this also happened in Chitawaga, and mm-hmm. that dude went to prison. Mm-hmm. I think he got like two years. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, this is it's fucking weird, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it is weird. Everybody man. hates cops, but when it comes to impersonating them and doing what we do, all of a sudden it's like, well, you can't fucking do that. You're gonna go to fucking jail, and then they go to jail for a long time, yeah. and you're like, holy fuck, dude. Maybe they do care a little bit. <laughs> I mean. It's just very, very dangerous because obviously people, for the most part, if you're detained by a police officer, you assume you are reasonably safe. No one's expecting something crazy to happen. When I go to stop a vehicle with you, Gio, aside from it being maybe the car brand Kia or Hyundai, I expect them to stop. Right. So like most people stop. So they just immediately in their head, they're like, okay, I'm getting pulled over by the police. So... You could see how this could be very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I got pulled over today. It was funny. Did you actually? Yeah. Tell so, me the story, buddy. <laughs> I told you how I went earlier, how I went. Yeah, to, you didn't tell me the story, though. To uh, BJ's. Yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, or in Tonawanda. I got pulled over. I'm like, I'm on Sheridan going back to the thruway to go home. And I'm like, why the fuck am I getting pulled over? What did I do? And so I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll stop. I'm still in my, like, you know, the stuff for my second front. And the guy walks up, immediately sees, like, I still have my, like, hat on. He's like, Yeah, I was going to say, you had the hat on. He's like, oh. He's like, you on the job? I was like, yeah, coming from a second front. He's like, oh, yeah, I get it, man. He goes, truthfully, I pulled you over. I thought I had a freebie because you have those, like, uh, tinted plate covers. I was like, oh, okay. And sure as shit, I was sent on my way. But I was just like. Like, even then, like, me as a police officer, I was like, what the fuck? You get angry. I wasn't angry. I was like, just, what did I do? But I could just imagine, like, some random person who has zero idea that, like, what the fuck does this guy want? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. when this fake, like, if you're a fake cop and you, like, literally take someone's license registration and you go back to your car to, like, run it, what do you do? Because you don't have the, like... The technology to do that in your car. So, oh, you just, like, walk back to your car, fake it. It looks like, like it's suspended to me, sir. Step out of the vehicle. <laughs> Dude starts fucking just going absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's, that, that's my question. Like, You know how it? they knew he was a fake cop? He had a plastic walkie-talkie. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with it you. Was, I made that part up. Yeah, he, had, he had a wooden gun. Yep, he had a wooden gun. <laughs> There's some people I know that need a Gator wooden gun. Gator wants his gap back, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. I thought that was a funny story. Uh, no surprises out of Florida. Fort Lauderdale. What a fucking town, huh? Gio, what do you got for us, my friend? All right. This one is kind of local, but uh, from our home state of New York. 
a Long Island man was so desperate to stop a scammer who cheated him out of an $8,000 Rolex off a Facebook marketplace scam, he jumped on the hood of the thieves' car. Huh. All of this, there was apparently a police officer within a relatively close distance that saw this man driving away. This is a clip. It went viral. I don't. I couldn't find the full video. Uh, this article is from the Post. But Homeboy did not want to lose his $8,000 Rolex, which I don't know how many of you know about Rolexes. They always appreciate in value. They're never staying at the price they are. So what you're selling for eight grand is going to be worth... 12 in like a year it's almost like they make like new ones right they're almost yeah. like collectible yes they're they're but what i i this also i'm sure there's somebody listening right now and, and they're like yeah you fucking idiot yeah. rolexes are the greatest watches on the world i bet rob has one one a couple of those he probably does probably that, does that mobbed up dude. unfortunately uh the thief did escape uh there are pending charges I would advise people to not jump on the hood of a car, <laughs> but you know I can understand where he's coming from. But this is a actual very popular thing. These Facebook Marketplace scams. My advice to our listeners: if you partake in these, is have the meet location be at a safe place like a police station. Thieves don't like going to police stations. <laughs> I agree. Um, like, Facebook Marketplace is, dude. That's. Sketch. It's very sketchy. I, I think my I, wife did something on Facebook Marketplace one time. I was like, "Are you out of your fucking mind?" No, never, no. Never. And here's I, the thing: I just throw it out in the trash. If you <laughs> no, legitimately, I would say what? I, not me personally, but like as a de- like district, at least two, three a week. Remember that fucking girl? We went to a call. She was like, "Yeah, I, 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 I pulled up to the location. And I had my brand new iPad." And a 13-year-old walked up to the car and just asked me if it worked or not. And then he just ran away with the iPad. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Dude, and, this sucks. That sucks. And unfortunately. She's crying. You feel bad. You're like, it's just you, got got. you got got. Mm-hmm. You got got. You're out. It's over. You might as well have just kept it. Yeah. Like, it's a shitty situation for sure. But that, just to me, just laughed at I laugh just because it was very relative and i feel like this is some crazy shit weed here and then of course i think of long island and then i'm reading comments from the person his name is uh steve morrow morrow's like i could just detect a scammer from a mile away i was like well clearly you didn't buddy because he got your watch <laughs> you got got you got got you got man. got my guy but also i would like to note that you know rolexes are also one of the like highest anti-theft items because Almost every part has an individual serial number, and at some point it needs to be serviced. So the minute you bring that shit into like a, a role, only like authorized places can work on Rolexes because they have like a proprietary piece. And so eventually this guy's going to get a shit back. It's just going to be whether it's 10 years from now or, you know, a week. I actually did not know that. That's yeah. pretty cool. The, I like the, the security features. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, you're spending fucking some of these Rolexes are close to like 90 grand. Yeah, I believe it. Like, uh, way out of my budget. Well, and I, I'm well off, and I, I'm like, yeah, right. I feel like uh, so I'm good. I got the old Apple iWatch, and I'm good with that. Uh, what's the I, luxury watches? Uh, I there's like a cult. You know how you like collect whiskey? People collect wine. These uber rich people love to collect these luxury watches, and 
like Hublot is another one. Like they sponsor like Floyd Mayweather. Like yeah, I know the brand. And like a Hublot like base model is like a hundred grand. Yeah, and it's just crazy. Like what's the uh Audemars? Uh, Audemars uh, Patek Philippe. Yep. If, Pate- uh, yeah, Patek. Yeah, if you get a fucking Patty Philippe, you're a fucking baller. Mm-hmm. I just remember like even if I, all right, Mark Cuban's a billionaire and he even said, yeah, there's a specific Patek Philippe I want and I can't get it. Can you imagine you're a billionaire and you yeah. can't get it? It was on like a Shark Tank episode where he said like, you are someone who has true fuck you money and this watch is that fucking hard to get. Call Patty Philippe and make him make it for you. <laughs> yeah. That being said. All right. That's all our Patrol Gone Wilds for today. So uh, tune in next week for another Patrol Gone Wild segment brought to you by Dunbar and Tobacco and Trust. Thank you for being a sponsor of the show and the segment. We love you. All right. What do you got for news, Caleb? All right. You got, you got some shit, buddy? We got some stories for news today. Yeah, so. we can get into that. Let's do that as well. All right, guys. Up first, we have Palencia. You're the Dragon is beginning to ship this month right now. Placencia. Placencia. Uh, fourth consecutive year. <laughs> I think we need to just... This dude, maybe we should go over Didn't I just, I just said it right. No, you said Palencia. 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 Listen, Pla- we already get fucking shit from our fucking trolls. I gotta at least make sure we know what the brands are. Are you fucking kidding me, man? You, you s- don't you don't know what Marifil is? Geo is hey, this it? guy doesn't even know how to say Placencia. Are you fucking I just kidding said me? Placencia, the same way you did it. No, you said Palencia, bro. Palencia. No, it's Placencia. The S is Placencia. Pla, just say pla. I just said it. Say Placencia. Placencia. There you go. There you go. You got it. Now continue the story. Fourth consecutive year celebrating the Chinese New Year. We have the Year of the Dragon. It is a six and a quarter by fifty-four torpedo torpedo extra, uh, made entirely out of tobacco grown from their factory in Nicaragua. Uh, Set price forty-five dollars per cigar. uh, Limited to three thousand boxes of ten cigars. Um, so the beginning of shipping in late February, so coming at the end of the month, uh, this year is the year of the dragon and they look forward to celebrating Chinese new year with everyone in the public this year. So a lot of the year of the dragons being released. Uh, we had, I wonder if Gurkha fucking is going to try and sue them too. So I figured out what that shit was about, by the way, and this little touch, I don't mean to interrupt No, no, I wanted to touch on that. So Gurkha actually got with a bunch of manufacturers to release year of the dragons. And I think Davidoff didn't want any part of it. And that's why they're, well, fuck you, we're going to sue you. Well, just to, uh, we talked about the Gurkha, because that was a story a couple uh, episodes ago. Uh, Davidoff, General Cigar Company, Gurkha, Olivia, Maya Sevilla, Oliva, Oliva, Maya Sevilla, Placencia, Rocky Patel, and Viga Fina all have You're the Dragon themed cigars. So, more than one. Uh, so is Gurkha suing all these guys or just Davidoff? No, no, they're, no, no. They're, they're only suing, suing Davidoff, Davidoff yeah. because they thought they could get this money grab thing and associate off the Davidoff name. Because when it comes to the Zodiac series and, you know, the all this shit, there is one that stands above all and it's clearly Davidoff. Yeah, like, no doubt. We are talking cigars that range anywhere from 60 to to $100 a stick. And me and Gio did the math the other day. Every year it goes up $10. Yes. Mm. Maybe, maybe next year they're going to be like, oh, shit, they caught on. We're going to make it 70. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We're going to go down to 
we're gonna, we're gonna go down a few bucks. Well, yeah. hey, uh, forty-five for a brand we haven't tried on the show yet is you know that's not too reason. No, you know, not. Too I can tell you right now, we are in the hunt right now. We're trying to figure something out for the year of the Dragon Davidoffs. So obviously, I want to stick with the company getting sued, support them so they can pay the lawsuit to Gurkha because Gurkha is so popular, and we just want to make sure you know that we 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 you help out Davidoff. You don't want to you don't want to review a Gurkha. I can honestly say we will probably never review a Gurkha unless this Gurkha is so fucking good that I see the episode will be I can't believe we're smoking a Gurkha. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I can see where you're coming from, okay? I bust their balls a little bit, but like at the end of the day, I'm not gonna say we are never gonna review a Gurkha. Like you said, it would have to be a pretty extravagant cigar. I but gave a I gave an out, but I said it's highly unlikely. Let's find their you're the dragon or something like that, you know? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Up next, we have uh, Columbus, Ohio, plans to sue over the state's new tobacco preemption clause. So not so fast. They had a veto to override language in a bill from earlier in 2023 that would uh, enact stricter tobacco laws. Uh, It's not only within the state, but it's within each city. So it's a law within each city of the state of Ohio. So they want to ban the language. So cities can't pass their own laws which go against the state or vice versa so it's a city state law that's taken effect in ohio and they want to change the language uh it's from a republican controlled state assembly and uh so they want to change the language because most of this is mainly surrounded uh, around vapes so they want to change the language so that it doesn't affect cigars and they want to change the language so Cities and states have different laws, so it's it's about the language. It's not about you know so, the banning. Didn't you want to talk about this, Gio? Yes, to it. So there's actually recently a. Uh, I don't remember the other state. It's like, I want to say it was like Missouri or Mississippi, one of those two. So they recently passed a law saying that no city or municipality can make a law mm-hmm. different than what the state laws are regarding tobacco governance, because it, obviously you have. These state agencies that handle it. Um, so Ohio is very weird in this regard because it's not real. Well, yeah, there's <laughs> states. So Republican state Senate, all that stuff is controlled. And Republican governor. You OK, dude? Yeah, I just had to burp and I didn't want to burp in the mic. <laughs> you should have just burped into the microphone. Sure, yeah, <laughs> there sure, yeah, there you go. All right. I was trying to be polite there. But, uh, so... Yeah, we're so polite. Fuck you. No. <laughs> in. Yeah. It always goes in. Swish. But, uh, the Republican governor wanted a, uh, like, get rid of the flavored tobacco thing. And a lot of this is geared towards really menthol cigarettes, the vapes, yeah. and all that. Unfortunately, the cigar industry gets really looped into this. And... I think that they're very cognizant of that. And that one, they don't. A lot of these politicians get money from these tobacco lobbyists and groups. So I don't see this being a major issue in a state like Ohio, but a maybe more purple state. That's where you're going to see like Isn't oh, Ohio pretty purple. It's oh, a so Ohio is actually huge swing state. Lately, it's actually turned pretty red. Aside from. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Well, that's Pennsylvania. That's Pennsylvania. 
Oh, oh shit! You probably oh mean my like god! Cle- you probably mean like Cleveland? Holy fuck! Yeah, yeah. No, no. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna look <laughs> like a fucking retard. Holy shit! You know what, Jake? Yeah, we are. We're talking about fucking Ohio. Jake yes. wouldn't be happy with that answer because he passed the how Ohio are you test. Yeah, he, so did. he would not be. He did. He would not he be did. happy with that answer. So da- it, uh, I just want to apologize to David. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. <laughs> and Jake. Uh, Don't make fun of me in the comments. It was that, an accident. Yeah. With that being said, you're gonna see some differences there. What's tough is like you got we were talking about this with John, like Hawaii is you gotta smoke in a fucking parking lot. Stupid. Yet it still happens and guys support the community. Guys will herf in a parking lot and fucking lawn chairs, cook out, probably hang out all day. Yeah. Sounds like a good What's time so to me. crazy to it's me dope. with Hawaii Hawaii is so strange to me in the fact that like uh, you know, the Samoan, the Polynesian, and I forget whatever the third maybe Pacific Islanders, the third group in there or whatever it is. Those people are very fuck you, I'm going to do what I want types. And I am very surprised that those type of bills passed, especially in like a place like that, because they're very, you know, pro these type of things. Damn liberals, Gio. You're getting so political, dude. Damn liberals, that's what I got to say. But I think that like this is actually really, if this actually passes, I think you're going to see a lot of... uh, Republican majority legislatures institute things like this. One, I think the state wants overall control on things regulating alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, obviously. And then on top of it, you have the federal things, which is just a whole different... I got three letters for you, Geo. ATF. I I do think it is smart to separate the language, though, because I think you do need control between the vapes and the cigars. And I do think you need to separate a clause between the state and the city. So I I think it's important. Could be a good thing. Hopefully, it is a good thing because you gotta you gotta rule out the vapes. Don't yeah. don't clump them in with cigars because that's not fair, especially with the flavors. Not fair. Well, I just in general, I think that uh, it sets a horrible precedent. If it's tobacco, that there is literally think of back during COVID when different counties had different rules. Really confusing, and you give an advantage to say a different city. As, I, I loved when our like county. Our county executive was uh, telling us we needed to stay in the house and you can't leave and you can't do this and you can't do that. And then me and a couple friends went golfing and he was out there with a group of his buddies golfing, probably laughing at everybody. Or in, or in like Niagara County to the north, you could do whatever. No one cared. And what was it? Cat County is yeah, south? south? Yeah, you could do whatever. Yep. All right. Last story of today's episode. We have Garrison Brothers announces the 2024 Guadalupe release in February. So... Garrison Brothers Whiskey out of Texas. Uh, they are doing the Guadalupe. Uh, it's their fourth installment, named after the Guadalupe River in Texas. Uh, put the funny picture up there with the uh, floats because it's a very beautiful scenic river where a lot of people go floating, do some tubing. Uh, very good time. So that's why they are doing these bottle series every year. Uh, they're doing uh, 10,500 bottles. Uh, first 1,000 can be grabbed on the release date at the distillery. It is a four-year-old bourbon in a port cast. So, you know, I like the port finish. Yeah, we tried a couple of this at Whiskey Riot, but we haven't, you know, you don't see a lot of this uh, in stores around here. We haven't done a Garrison Brothers mm-hmm. on the show. That's no, a brand we that haven't. we need to, I believe. Don't we see, should. Don't see a lot of it around here, though. It was very good when we tried it. Um, like I said, four years. It's going to be 107 proof that uh, port finish, and it's going to have uh, a sweet, sweeter mash bill on this one. So probably it'll be really good for a cigar, truthfully. Yeah, sounds like it'd be good. But yeah, uh, they named it after this river. Very scenic, very fun times. 
So uh, maybe that's something we guys will try. Suggested retail value is one fifty if you could find it in stores. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I just thought it was an you know interesting little whiskey story. Sounds like something good that we should try. And uh, speaking of whiskey, guys, I just wanted to know uh, what other notes or smells did you pick up on this bottle of Jefferson's Tropics? Because I'm reading the uh, review of this bottle, and there's some interesting tasting notes that I wanted to give out. I don't know if you guys got, but we'll see if you guys picked it up. Uh, honestly, dude, it's very citrusy, very sweet. Um, 104 proof. I really, really like this. Uh, I'll be honest. I had a couple pours of it. I'm working on this shit right now, man. This shit is good. This very, shit is good. Very good. The the orange really stood out to me. Um, uh, uh, like maybe it, maybe it's vanilla, like or some kind of baking spice, like as well. Like it's very. Uh, it's got that sweetness to it, but still a little bite. All right. Well, you know what? You guys both touched on some good notes right there. Gio said the baking spice that is in the palate profile of this bottle. And obviously, the, citru- the citrus, the orange, we all got that. Jerry just said that. Um, here's one that I thought would be interesting because of the cigar that we smoked. It said uh, both in the palate and the finish, a lot of tobacco and spicy peppery from tobacco. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily picked up on that, but I just found it interesting as we were reading it, that it said a lot of tobacco notes, caramel, baking spice, and orange. So it's a uh, it's like a sweet and savory in this bottle right here. So uh, I just thought it was interesting to touch upon. Yeah, this is a good bottle. I'm glad I bought this. It is a good, good bottle, job. yeah. Uh, we've, I, I feel like we haven't had a bad Jefferson's bottle that we did on the show. We've, we've done, done the, quite a few. I, I actually really yeah. like Jefferson's. Yeah, we've done the Weeded, and then the, we did the Rye and the Cognac Finish. All great bottles, by the way. So. Did we do the New York Ocean, too? No, I no. have that bottle, but I thought we did the aged at one of the aged at sea. Oh, no, no, we, we did. did the weeded. We did the weeded. Yeah. Oh, all right. I right, cigar review time. I'm ready. It is indeed time. Oh. It is time, Caleb. All right, it I, is time. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna start th- things off by saying this: uh, Viaje Zombie Antidote was probably one of my favorite Viaje cigars that we've done on the show and off the show because I did the uh, what was it, the hatchet. The Hatchet Bill, the Farmer Bill. I, I smoked that here with Jerry once. But I got to say, the Zombie Antidote, probably my favorite. So appearance, I'm giving it a 9.5. I thought the band and the presentation, very cool. It fits the Zombie theme, and I like that. So it's right up my alley. 9.5. Burn, no touch-ups, no relights, 9. Uh, construction, I really had no issues with this. I gave it a 9 as well. Uh, draw, I did go with the V-cut. I'm giving it an 8.5. I should have straight cut this one. Just based on the size and the shape. I, I thought I could get away with the V-cut. Because of the like the sort of torpedo shape, but I should have went straight with the how the cap was. Um, enjoyment it was a fun conversation, fun topic. Uh, I'm giving it eight and a half. Um, I'm just saying something was missing on this cigar for me that maybe couldn't put the enjoyment a little better. But like I said, it was one of my favorite Viaje cigars that I smoked recently. Uh, overall score forty four and a half times it by two eighty nine from me. And uh, just a couple notes. Cold draw. I got this sweet cold draw. I don't know what it was, but it was just it was pleasant. Uh, started smoking the cigar, a very light pepper, and as I got to the nub, because the smoke went all the way down, uh, I got a lot more pepper and some leathery notes and a very smoky stick, but one of my favorite Viaje cigars that we've done so far, guys. Perfect, man. I'll get into mine. Uh, the appearance, I gave it a nine. Uh, despite the pretzel box <laughs> that it comes in, uh, I do actually really like the wrapper of the cigar. It's pretty cool. Uh, I like the details of it. Um, yeah, I mean... Dude, it, zombie antidote. Uh, I mean, if you're going for like 
that kind of theme, you nailed it. Uh, Andrew Farkas. Uh, Dr. Farkas. Get it right. Sorry, Dr. Farkas. <laughs> uh, the Burn, I gave it an 8. Uh, you know, I had some issues with it. I, I touched it up a few times. Not really that big of a deal. It didn't really hinder my smoking experience with the cigar at all, but it is what it is. This was a big issue for me. Now we're getting to construction. Uh, I have never worn a cigar more than I wore this cigar. Really? I have ash all over me. Uh, this thing, if you let it go past, you know, maybe a half inch or so, uh, you are going to wear the cigar. I have it all over the floor. It's all over my lap. It's all over the place. Uh, that was a big hinder for me. Uh, I gave that an eight. So I didn't take too much away from it. Um, but I have almost no ash in the ashtray. All of it's all over my lap and all over the floor. Uh, the draw, I gave it a nine. I do like the draw, like Caleb touched on, very smoky stick. Uh, I actually really like the flavor of the cigar as well. Um, I just, the fucking construction of it really pissed me off. I don't know. I don't like wearing ashes. It, it fucking annoys me. Uh, I had three big ashes fall on me. <laughs> Through the show, and Not, that, that kind of fucking annoyed me. I wish I had three big asses fall into my lap. That'd be pretty nice. Uh, which brings me to my enjoyment. I did in, indeed enjoy the conversation. I enjoyed the cigar with you guys. Uh, I gave it a nine, bringing me to a 43, bringing me to an 86 overall. Um, couple notes. Cold draw. I got like a chocolatey uh, note to it. Uh, cold draw was really spicy to me. I know I touched on that with you, Caleb, before mm -hmm. we even really started smoking the cigar before we even started recording uh you sort of disagreed with me but i mean maybe it's just the stick i had i don't know it's it's weird you got spicy i got sweet i don't know i like the cold draw it, it, that's why i said sweet because it just is very i also pleasant. can retrohale my cigar you can't no i cannot so uh i felt like this was very to me it had a little spice to it but it is what it is uh as far as the cigar smoking experience uh this is a ten dollar fucking cigar uh it's ten bucks um, if they're available near you, give it a fucking whirl. I, give it a whirl and, and, and see what you think about it. Um, big fucking issue I had, though. I'm, I'm just saying I hated the construction. I fucking hate wearing ash, and this thing fucking fell all over me. Uh, aside from that, I didn't really kill it too much. I actually like the idea of it. I think it's really cool, and I, I think that this uh, cigar could fit great, maybe in like an October theme kind of thing. Uh, I do also have the zombies on the way, so... Obviously, I look forward to giving those a whirl. I don't know if we'll do them on the show, but we'll see what happens. Gio, how'd you do, bud? All right. Um, there's a couple things I'm going to talk about this. I will say overall, in my opinion, I think this is the best Viaje cigar I've smoked. One thing that's going on is I wish they would make more smaller ring gauges. <clears throat> Every Viaje I have smoked has been on the larger ring gauge, and I don't like those cigars personally. I don't know if anyone else agrees with me, but then again, the overwhelming majority buys, you know, those 50, what, six plus ring gauges, I think. Yeah. But I'll get into my review. Appearance. I gave it a nine. Uh, I agree. The concept that they were going for, they nailed it. You know, if this came out in October, it'd be a great seller, but I don't think they want to touch their full moon market. Agreed. And that's one of the... Uh, and that's just their thing. They make these, you know, annual releases that are just, you know, really cool. But I don't know why they picked, you know, February to release a zombie themed one. 
I just feel like that's more of a fall thing. But it's it's uh, October and February. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what? The, the the you know the new Walking Dead uh, Rick and Michonne series comes out this month after the Super Bowl, oh, so maybe that's why. All right, maybe he's probably a Walking, Walking Dead, Dead fans out there. But uh, don't want to be a loser. Sorry. Yeah, appearance. I gave that a nine, despite it being yes. This like we laughed at the pretzel jug, the vial that the antidote comes in. You know, was a nice little touch. It definitely stands out. By the way I rate, you know, appearance, if you see this on a shelf, you're like, what the fuck? Is that a pretzel jug of cigars? <laughs> <laughs> They're only $10. Yeah. Now, Burn, I gave this a 9.5. I didn't touch this up until I set this down to, like, do all of my talking about Patrol Gone Wild and our other shit. It, I had a great experience with this one. Construction, I gave it an 8. I'm not wearing it nearly as much as you are, Jer. I think I had a couple flakes, but I ash my cigars. You tend to see how long the ash can get. I like to test the limits. Yes. I want to see how, how how built is this motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing there. I mean, as far as uh, overall construction, it seemed like it's a well put. The only thing I will say is because this band is so long... It is a little difficult for that glue to heat up, and sometimes it peels the wrapper. It's happened to me with both of the ones that I've smoked, where I've had a loose wrapper flake, and some cigars can't really hold up to that. This one, luckily, burned right through at the angle it ripped. I also had that as a note. Yeah. Uh, Dude, the fucking wrapper, or sorry, the band on this cigar is pretty much, would you say, two-thirds of the cigar? Yes. Uh, yes, it's a little hard to get that glue to heat up. It was a little difficult to get off, but I also like it once it's off, get the little touch of blood in there. Yes. Well, I mean, obviously on the wrapper, you can see the blood <laughs> under the wrapper. It's hidden. But that was the only issue I would say I had with the construction. And I think in the future, maybe he needs to, I guess, glue it more towards the foot. I don't know. Or maybe just shorten up the wrapper or yeah, the, the band, band itself. Yeah, there, there's... I'm sure some logistics way to do it. I don't ban cigars, and I don't know that process. I can't pretend to. But I noticed that that was a hindrance in the terms of the experience. Draw, I gave this thing a nine. I punched it. That was fantastic for me. I've been having zero issues with that on cigars that I can punch, and it's becoming one of my go-tos. So, again, I'm touching back. I had really no issues with the cigar at all, except the construction. I hate wearing fucking ash. And see, you know what? Normally, I think I wear the most ash. I wore zero ash today. Yeah. It all went right in the ashtray. For me, it was just burn and fucking construction. Yeah. It was just annoying to me. Enjoyment? I gave it a nine. I really enjoy this cigar. Like I said, it, the these Corona-esque ring gauges, uh, you know, Lanceros in these, like, mid-40s are fantastic to me. I agree. I, I think agree. these are the, the like, when That's a manufacturer why, I, I does that ring gauge... Well, it brings out some of the more complex flavors in a cigar. Excuse me. <laughs> this bourbon son of a bitch. <laughs> right right into the microphone. Doesn't Twice. even give a fuck. Well, hey, I tried to do it the first time. You even talked shit, so I was I, like, eh. I do got to say, I, I agree with you. Of all the viajes that we smoked, this is my favorite ring gauge. The other one's a little bit too big. This is perfect. Yeah. Uh, that brought like idiot. <laughs> idiot. That brought my overall score to a 44.5. I rated this an 89. Oh, me and Gio with the same score. All right. 
Uh, how do we do overall, buddy? All right. Overall score, uh, 88 for the guys for this one. Perfect. I think that also matched half-wheel score for the cigar as well. So, Oh, they reviewed it already? Uh, you know what? There was the 2017. Oh, it was the 2017. Okay, it was their 2017 review. So, that being said, obviously, a little time crunch, but uh, what do you think... Uh, what do you think as far as closing notes of the episode, Mr. Mister Steeny? All right. I think you guys should give this cigar uh, a try. One of me and Gio's favorites of the Viaje line. So I think you guys should try it. Buy a five-pack. You know, buy what you can. Um, with that being said, make sure you guys keep following, subscribing on the Facebook, Instagram, and the YouTube. Check out that TikTok as well. And uh, if you guys want to join in on the After Her for some inside jokes, some funny monthly herfs with the fellas, uh, make sure you're subscribing to that. We are on Patreon at backslash down to her podcast all right and that being said i mean the last thing i would touch on this cigar even for it being such a small ring gauge it actually smoked a lot longer than we thought it would yeah i was mm. very concerned about how I mean, long the we're, cigar we're, would we're smoke. at about an hour and a half and hour and 40 minutes so far yeah most it smoked of, pretty well yeah I, again I, I never really shit on the cigar i just said i fucking hate that the ashes they just they they were flaking on me. That's why we have an lot. average, bro. I get it. You guys rated it high. I kind of feel bad, but it's like, dude, I kept wearing Doesn't my matter. Ash. You rated off your experience. I know, I know, mm-hmm. I know, but like, I fucking hate that. And I, like I said, for $10, buy a five pack. That's what I said. I said, it's $10. Go fucking try it. Like, Who fucking curse. Ash it early. <laughs> yeah. Don't be like me. Don't fucking let your ash hang and then fucking expect it to just hang there. Yeah. They don't always hang. Uh, that being said, guys, uh, if you're listening to us audio only, make sure you're checking us out on a Cigar Hustler podcast network, the number one cigar network on Podbean. Uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace out. The Down to Herf podcast, its owners and sponsors take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It's not our intention to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Jerry Lewandowski, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their show. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hopes that they will be entertaining to the audience.